0: Pastor Emeritus, our founding pastor, uh, came to me a couple of weeks ago and said he had a word that the Lord had placed on his heart that he wanted to share uh, tonight, and if there's anybody that I know personally uh, that has learned that the longer you go with Jesus, the sweeter he grows, uh, is this faithful man of God. So preacher, you come, and you give us what the Lord's put on your heart, and we will hear you gladly. Amen. Now I want y'all to understand that right now he said this is a testimony. Uh, He just wants to brag on Jesus for a couple of minutes. But he still is a God-called preacher, and he's reliable to cut loose any time, amen? And so you back him just like you would if he's preaching, amen? But preacher, you come, give us what the Lord's given you. I tell you, I appreciate the opportunity to be here,
1: and thank God for the heritage Thank God for the past, Amen. but it ain't nothing like the future. Amen. That's exactly. And the Bible said, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither had it entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Amen. And I'm number 10 of 11 children, five of us still living, I think. And my grandmother, she lived to be 100. And we were studying about Abraham Lincoln in school. And I said, Granny, we were studying about Abraham Lincoln. She said, I was a little girl when he was assassinated. She said, it took us a long time to find out that he was assassinated. I said, when Kennedy was shot, they saw him fall. But God has certainly been a blessing and been beyond what I could ever imagine. And I want you to know. That I thank God for every one of you, amen. and every one of you can be a blessing amen, but I would like to ask you to speak up and speak out, amen. and when I was going to school, they gave us a test they said we're going to find out what you can do when you graduate, and they tested us and they said this and this and this, and got to me, and I thought they'd never get through. The lady said. And finally, I said, "Well, I need to get out of here." She said, uh, "Well, said I predict that you will be able to succeed at anything you want to." But said, "I want you to know we believe you're going to be a newscaster." And I said, when I went back to the graduation ceremony and all, I said, you said I was going to be someone that's going to be a newscaster." I said, Glory to God, I am a newscaster. I'm telling the story Jesus saves, satisfies, sanctifies, and one day will glorify. And those classmates, all of them, most of them were Lutherans. And they helped me give out gospel tracts by John Rice What Must I Do to Be Saved to All the Classmates. And I've been doing that since I was. The little fella and I, my mother said that when i'm number 10 of 11 children five of us still living i think but uh supposed to be i was five of us but my mother when i surrendered to preach i went back to tell her i was excited shouting and praising god and i said mama god called me to preach she said praise god I said, is that the best you can do? Yeah. She said, when I found out I was going to have number 10, I said, God, I want him, I want him to be a boy and I want to be a preacher. Yeah. And I said, why didn't you tell me? She said, I wanted God to tell you. She said, if I'd have told you, I thought I might call you. But she, and I said, with all these girls, you need a preacher. <laughs> And the men need a preacher. The children need a preacher. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. Not the big ones, the little ones. But since Mary Lee has been gone, I'm so thankful for what God did before she left. And I was planning to be in Wadesboro, North Carolina. That night I met my wife. And my mother said, "Uh, you can go to North Carolina later to see, well, I won't call the name, but anyway, you can go see that person next, later, but said, we're having revival services and you need to go to church. And I walked, and I got in the church, and I was mad at my mama because I had to go to church, at Victory Baptist Church, and time I saw my wife to be walk in, I said, "Ah, I'm gonna marry that girl. And Miss Stevens said, uh, she's only 15 years old. I said, I'm not gonna marry today. (laughs) And her dad said she could not date, she was too young. And I went back and I said, Mary Lee, tell your dad, If you ever get to where you can date, let me know and I'll be back. (laughs) Glory to God. I got a letter that week. She said, Dearest, I ain't going to tell you the next word. So, me and Mama had a talk with Daddy and said, Daddy said, I can date you. And praise God, I'm glad Mary Lee has been such a blessing. And I was jealous of her because everywhere we would go, everybody loved her. And I'm trying to be like that too. I want everybody to love me. I'm starting to brag on the preacher because uh, look what he did. I bragged on him, and look at him and let me preach a little bit, <laughs> but I'm just saying that God has been so good, and every one of you needs Jesus Christ. I don't care what age you are, yes, sir. Yes, sir. and I see these children running in the church now they wouldn't let us do that now I, I, we did good we need good to walk some but anyway, you look at the people that. God has put in your life that you can be a blessing to, and when you're gone, God can still be and will still be doing something that you started because you loved him. And I'm just thanking God for that. But uh, when my wife, Mary Lee, she was 15 years old, and uh, I went to see her, and I was set as close as I could to her, and uh, and so I said, "Well, I won't be back unless you can date me." And I got a letter that week. She said, "Me and Mama had a talk with Daddy. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God!" Sure. And said, "You can, I can date you." Right. And then I went before the judge. She wasn't quite old enough to went before the judge, and the. The, the big judge, he looked at this said, uh, "You gotta get permission to get married. Gotta get to go to the court, and let, they'll tell you what you can do. They're still trying to tell you what to do. Look what the Democrats are trying to tell you. Look what the Republicans are trying to tell you." Right. right. But I'm telling you, the true. There's been a wonderful life, Amen. and I thought listening to the preachers that everything that would happen would be terrible. And they would say, if you do this, and do this. But God worked such a wonderful, wonderful thing in my life. I got a letter, and she said, me and mama had a talk with daddy, said, uh, I can date you. We went to church. And we went to church. And we went to revival meetings. Oh my, every time, and then the preachers, when my wife wasn't with me after we got married, they said, Preacher, if you don't bring your wife, you stay at home, and when she passed away, I went back to some of the preachers. I said, I can no longer bring her. She's not coming back to me, but I'm going where she is, and I want to tell you something. Every one of you, I look at these children, Young, running. They wouldn't even allow us to. We set up in church and we wouldn't even chew chewing gum. Now, I did remember one time in church, I got a mouthful of chewing gum. My mother said, where did you get all of that chewing gum? I said, mama, it's a lot under those pews. <laughs> now I have artificial teeth. But I'm saying here, what you're doing today can register through eternity. The judge looked at me and said, uh, young man, you're getting married and this is going to be a down payment when you get this license and you will pay the rest of your life. And I said, your honor, I will be happy to be paying with something like this. What a wonderful wife and what a wonderful life we've had together. And when I met her. She was too young to get married. Her dad agreed to let her get married early. And it's been a wonderful life. And I heard everybody talking about how bad it was going to be when they went back home and they opened the door and the wife or her husband wasn't there. Or maybe her child was gone. And they wept and they said, I can't stand it. And I was expecting that to happen. But, glory to God, it did not not happen like that. Amen. Amen. I came home, opened the door, and I felt a peace, sure. the peace of God in my soul. Amen. And the reason I'm hoarse, I've been praising God, Amen. not because she's gone, but because she was saved by the grace of God. Right. Amen and when i surrendered to preach i went to tell my mother and dad and sisters on a saturday night that god called me to preach and i ran in i said glory to god god called me to preach my mama said praise the lord said when i found out i was going to have number 10 said i said god i want just to be a boy. I wanted to be a preacher. And I said, why in the world didn't you tell me? She said, I wanted God to tell you. Right. And I want to tell you something, every one of you, all of us are headed in one direction. Yes, sir. And I, every one of us has an influence that will last after you're gone. Yes, sir. And I have been able to talk to scores and scores of people not fighting what they are, but telling them what Jesus can do for them. And right out here in this churchyard, Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah's Witnesses came, and they, the lady, the woman looked at me and said, she wanted to tell me about about the kingdom. And I said, ma'am, I want to ask you a question. I said, I want to ask you three questions. Number one, what tribe are you from? <laughs> yeah. She said, I don't know. What are you talking about? I said, the Bible said they were 12,000 from each tribe, or 10,000. I don't know, I didn't go back and review this part. And I said, they, the Bible says, and yeah, I was expecting her to slap me when I said this. I said, is that your, Little girls, yeah, yeah, that's my girl. I said, strike two. I said, You're not a virgin, and you're not a male, and you don't know what tribe you're from. What? Yes, sir. I said, The Bible said there were tribes, and they were males, and they were virgins, and you missed on all three of them. Yeah. But I said, glory to God, I got good news for you. I got one here. You can come in on this yeah, one. Yeah, Whosoever yeah. shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. Yeah. And I have talked to scores and scores of people. I mean, everywhere I go. And not arguing with them. Yeah. Just tell them about Jesus. Amen. And I've been expecting, and I remember one man jumped off the porch. I was down in Swansea, <laughs> going out, visiting, and a man jumped off the porch and started running across the field. And I went out, I said, hey, come back here. I want to talk to you. He came back real slowly. He said, uh, I've been warned about you. I said, what happened? Who warned you about me? What did they say about me? He said, they said, that preacher up there said, you better watch him. said, he will cram religion down your throat. He said, how do you do that? I said, I write John three sixteen on a piece of paper, put it on a stick and poke it down your throat. He looked at me and said, you don't. I said, no, you don't. I said, this is how you get saved. Amen. And he told me, he said, you are nothing like what they described you as. I said, I'm indescribable. Amen. But I will tell you this, I'm bragging on Jesus. Yes,
0: sir. Amen.
1: And I will say this, I'm only going to encourage each one of you, when you meet somebody today and you lead somebody to the Lord, And that person leads somebody else to the Lord. And that person leads somebody else to the Lord. When you stand before God, it may be somebody standing there that would have been in hell if you had not told that person about Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad for what God has done. And so when Mary Lee passed away, we got married, and that she passed away, I was expecting what I had been told to be what I would experience. People say, well, I couldn't stand it. Well, I thought I would be in the place where I could not see the light of day. But I walked back in the house and the peace of God flooded my soul. Not happy that she's gone, just thanking God she was saved. And every one of us has an appointment. I do not know, and you do not know. Right Now, I know people could commit suicide and things could happen so quickly, but I'll tell you one thing. I have been blessed by Brother Lawson, and I I had to apologize to him too because of some things I had even went through my mind, and I'm thanking God for what he's been through and how he's... Go and a lot of people start out good and go this way and praise God he was talking about starting out like this and, and he went this way. And I want him to continue that way. And I want every one of you to continue. We do not know. We got we have all the answers for everybody else except ourselves. And this is when I've been praying. And my throat is not sore, but I've been praying, and an hour is not long to pray. Let me tell you what to do. Look at the clock and say, you're going to pray 15 minutes. How many times I've said that? And I look at it. Well, I think I'll go a little longer. And no, no clock. And an hour passes by, and I'll tell you what, I've been singing this song years ago. It says, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care. Right. Bids me at my father's throne, make all my wants and wishes known. and seasons of distress and grief, my soul is often found relief, and often escape the tempter's snare by thy return. Sweet hour of prayer. And we pray five minutes. Right. But I want to tell you something, glory, to God, I started last night and I was praying and I said, God, I'm looking at the clock and I want to pray 15 minutes. And uh, I I peeped and there's 30 minutes and I peeped again and it was 45 minutes and I peeped again and I'm getting hoarse now because it went an hour and praise God. And I want to say glory to God. It is sweet hour of prayer and you ought to try it sometimes. And what do I do? Well, I'll tell you this, and this might help you. You decide you're going to pray. You decide you're going to witness. Sure. And I'll tell you one thing. I have been amazed at what people have said about me, warned me when they went down to that They said, you better watch that fellow up in the, from that church that he'll cram religion down your throat. Right. But I said, I don't cram it down your throat jesus saves he satisfies he sanctifies and one day he's going to glorify and praise god and i want to magnify his name and i'm telling you that all the fires were coming out and i'm glad we can do but you look at all the things and this is what's really helped me i can actually hear and you don't. you may not believe this i don't think you're gonna believe it but i want you to try it pick out a song When you're alone, a hymn, I have actually heard the music. I have heard the music. I never thought this would happen. I have heard the music when I was singing the song. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. And singing that song in my heart, I can hear the words. And I can rejoice in it. And I want to tell you something. Encourage people to look to the Lord and trust Him. And, and you may not be exactly, you might go beyond, you might act like a bigger fool than I did. And God may do something for you that you could never have imagined would happen. And another thing, we will not know until we meet God what how, how things are going to go. But this is something that's really blessed my heart. I can... I actually hear songs. Mm-hmm. Right. I can hear the words in my heart. And when I'm praying by myself, well, I quit saying that. Mm-hmm. I was praying and I said, God, I sure do hate to be by myself. And God keeps quoting the Bible to me He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Wait a minute. Don't look like you got many friends. What a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah. All our sins and griefs Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Right. Where could I go but to the Lord? I'm telling you the truth, I can hear them. I can hear the songs. And I'm just afraid I might wake up and find out I was just dreaming. And here I am. I'm alive.
0: Yes, sir. That's real. Praise the Lord.
1: It is twenty minutes till seven. Eighteen minutes to seven. But think about this. Sure. Why don't you try some of these things? Amen. Don't listen to what everybody tells you. Or oh, when I went back home the man <laughs> said I couldn't stand it. Said I open the door and I was expecting that to happen and somebody else said this happened and i was expecting that and it might have happened to them Sure, and it might happen yet and i keep waiting wondering when are we going to when is it going to really break loose but i want to tell you something and if you all come to the house the door probably probably will be locked because I don't want y'all to think somebody's in there getting a beating, unless I am getting a beating. If i getting a beating, I want to unlock the door and be sure you get in to help me. But I've been praising God, not that she's gone, and not that you. I'm not praising God that I'm... Oh, well, I, I can't even say this anymore. I've told God, I said, God, I sure do hate to be alone. I will never leave thee nor forsake right. thee. Amen. Lord, I don't know what. Uh, great peace have they which God. love thy law. And you know what? God has quoted the Bible to me. I know it was the Lord. It was your. I mean, I didn't hear a voice, but just as sure as I'm standing here tonight, I have been amazed at the number of times. That I've tried to tell God something, and he would tell me exactly. And, I, and another thing that will be a blessing to you, learn the songs yeah, yes, and sing them. Amen. You won't hear, You may not hear a word, but it will be melody. This is what, there's thought of something new. Making melody in your heart. He didn't say your mouth. Making melody in your heart. Praising God. And I wanna tell you something that really blessed my heart. Looking at the family, looking at the children, and I was said this, and I've been so thankful for the children. All of them said they got saved. And when I told somebody that Tommy got saved, the lady said, How old is that? I said, I believe it's six years old, wasn't it? Something like that. Six years old. She said, He don't know nothing about getting saved. Six year old, don't I said, ma'am? Do you know you're going to heaven when you die? She said, No, I said, He's smarter than you are. And God always helped me to, t- I mean, and they did not argue with me one bit, but it looks like God Tommy me he must have got saved. He's been acting like this since he was five or six years old. And I think about Cindy and Mariana and all of the children and Lewis, and well, is it anymore? Beverly, (laughs) Beverly, everyone, but I will tell and and the whole family, and I'll tell you what, I love your family, I love them all, I love them, I love to see, and I love to tell the story, and I want to fire you up and let you know that it's wonderful to be saved, and know, praise God, that we're going to be in Jesus' presence one day, and glory to God, you see where you got somebody saved, and praise God, they got somebody saved, and somebody else got somebody saved and somebody else told somebody else about somebody. Glory to God, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I feel like I, if I wasn't embarrassed, I wasn't embarrassed, I'd shout. But praise God. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, I'd rather praise God and rejoice in the blessing of God, knowing that Jesus Christ is coming and self, I, I feel His presence in my heart and in my soul. And when I try to, I've tried to quote the Bible to the Lord. Every time I try to tell God something, He quote a verse to me. Sure. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. How many times I've said, Lord, I surely hate thee by myself. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What a friend. I sure wish we had some friends. I will never leave What a friend. Glory to God. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything except a few things. No, glory to God. Everything to God in prayer. And I've been praying and I didn't. And I've been wanting to tell people, and that, uh, <clears throat> I better be quiet, I, I tell you what, uh, I feel like preaching, but uh, I don't want to take up too much time because preacher, he's, uh, and i tell you what, and I want to, and, and I hate to do this, but uh, it might, uh, some of the rest of you might need to do it too, uh, sometimes you get uh you even think something bad, and you have to go apologize. and. I don't want the preacher to tell what it was, but I tell you what, I had to go and apologize to him for some things I even thinking about. And God's blessed my heart. And I said, God, I said, look like the preacher was down here, and he went that way, and I've seen so many of them up here, and look like they go that way. But it's wonderful to see what God does. And when you stand before God. Somebody you want to the Lord, and they want somebody to the Lord, and somebody you get a reward in glory because the Bible said, "Great peace have they which love the law." And everything I've tried to tell God, it looked like He would correct me. What a friend we have in Jesus! Yes, I hate to be by myself. God said, "I'll never leave you." Right. Hallelujah! I'm telling you the truth, Ed. and I, and I, I, I really I'm. I should not have been surprised. I've been telling people he said, I'll never leave you. But I wasn't acting like it. I was telling God how sad I was that I was by myself. And he loves you, and he loves the children, the little ones, he said, suffer the big ones to come. No, he said, suffer or permit the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for such is the kingdom of heaven. And I'm thanking God for Brother Lawson and for you folk and for the people that you can reach. And I pray that God will help us to be faithful. And everything, and I can tell you everything that God has given me, it's been an encouragement. But I said, God, I knew that was in the Bible. But uh, a lot of times we look at the Bible and we don't think it's for us. It's always for somebody else. Yeah. But praise God, I'm glad he applied it to you and to you and to you. And praise God, we can go out and tell people the Lord Jesus Christ saves, satisfies, and yes. sanctifies, and glorifies, and magnifies. Yeah. And I'm glad the Bible says that we have a Savior. And Jesus Christ said, I will never leave the." I'll forsake thee. and when I said, God, I sure do hate to be by myself, I'll never leave you. And then I quote again, he said, I told you one time, you didn't hear it the first time? Well, uh, Lord, you know, uh, look at that, and so I go and lock the door, I said, well, I don't want somebody to come home, come up here and and hear me in there, carrying, hollering hollering and carrying on, and think, I wonder what's happened to him. Well, one day you will hear and this will probably this will be the truth. I'm not, uh, 88, about 88 years old, somewhere along there. And this is what started it. It started at Calvary. Yes, and when I surrendered to preach, I was about four, 15, 14, 15 years old, 15, 21, I was 20. I wasn't quite enough old enough to get married either. Uh, Mary Lee's dad had to sign for me, uh, but. Uh, i am thinking about the blessings that God has given. I had to get permission from the judge to get married, I had to get permission yearly. And my mother said she dedicated it to the Lord, she said uh, she wanted God to make a preacher out of me, and I'm still trying. But I'm saying here that God has been so good, and He's great. And say, well, people die, yes, but you don't know how wonderful it is, and I remember Shortly before my mother passed away, I went to see her, and she said, this was her words. She said, I'm looking forward to going to be with Jesus. I said, Mama, you looking forward to dying? She said, no, I'm not dying. I'm looking forward to going to be with Jesus. It's a lot of difference than dying and going to be with Jesus. And that's the way she went. Amen. Rejoicing in the Lord. And that's the way I want you to go. Amen. And I remember the man was jumped, he was on the bed and he was screaming and hollering and said, don't let the devil get me. He's about to get me. He's about to get me. And he died. They were trying to hold him in the bed. He was screaming, he's about to get me. I want to tell you something. I'm glad God gives us something that we can rejoice in. We can tell the wonderful story. We can sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound. We can go forward in the name of Jesus. We can sing a whole happy day and all those things. And look at the wonderful grace of God. We do not know what we may face. But I have waited and waited. And how many times the last few months that the Lord has corrected me on something where well, I've said, I hate to be by myself. I'll never leave it. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And it's always the word of God. Yes, sir. And the Bible says forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad when you sing these songs. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice on thee, my Savior and my God. And my mother called me in that day and said, I want to pray for you. And she said, before I do, though, I want to tell you, you're a sinner. I said, who have you been talking to? (laughs) I have eight sisters, had eight. Some of us still living. One's younger than me and three older. And I said, my, my, somebody's been talking. She said, no, said, the Bible says we're sinners. And I want to tell you about Jesus and her doing that. There's been a lot of people said they got saved from what you said, what you said, what you did. And we need to continually be reminded that God has something great for those that love Him. Amen. And we do not know. If you lead somebody to the Lord, if you get to heaven and say, Well, Lord, where did all this? God said, It started at Calvary and somebody did this, and somebody else did this, and somebody else went here, somebody else went Somebody else went here, somebody else went here. And glory to God, I'm glad we can rejoice. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the blessings you've given. Thank you for the people that have assembled here tonight, that everyone will have a determination and a purpose to serve you and to praise you and to walk with you and to fellowship with you. And I think about what we heard many years ago, a song, Beyond the Sunset. What a friend we have in Jesus. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice on thee, my Savior and my God. And Lord, I thank you for this meeting, and every person that's here. And I pray that each individual will accept the responsibility of telling somebody else of Jesus Christ. And we'll never know until we meet beyond this life exactly everything that was accomplished by someone being faithful of telling the old, old story that never grows old. And bless tonight, uses us for your glory in
0: Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. I love you, preacher. Hallelujah. you for you, you love this man of God. Say amen. 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 I appreciate oh, I, our founding I, I didn't pastor. Do much back back then, but I, was saying, uh, I, I I appreciate you, folks. <laughs> I say Amen for
1: all of you. <laughs> glory amen. to God.
0: Let me say this. He mentioned a couple of verses tonight, and there's, there's several things that Brother Caldwell mentioned tonight that may not. truly may not mean a whole lot to you where you are right now. But there's a reason why God is doing for him what God's doing for him. You see, he's walking in a in a path right now that God hasn't called any of us to walk in yet. Right. And uh, me and my bride, we've been married about eight years, and as far as I know, we as far as I know, naturally speaking, we've got we've got more years together. Uh, we haven't been married sixty five years, sixty six years, excuse me. And he lost his wife of sixty six years. And was he's told me some of those stories about what God's been doing for him in secret. You see, that, that right there is one of the reasons why it pays to have a walk with God. Uh, how is it that a man can have a bride for 66 years and I know for at least <laughs> the last three or four decades at least, uh, since he's been retired, they have been literally inseparable. And how does a man get up and say, I thank God for what he's doing in my life? after all of that. Well, he, he, he mentioned, mentioned some things, and the only thing I know how to explain it is the words that Paul used in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number nine, where the Bible says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He's walking in a place where he's weaker than he's ever been emotionally saying, God, I, I don't want to be alone. I hate being alone. And in those moments, there's a grace that comes from God and says, you're not alone. In a, in a voice that's louder than any of ours, but yet is still soft voice in our heart, you're not alone. I haven't left you nor forsaken you. I, she's with me, but I haven't gone anywhere. My grace. You know, there are different times that we'll need different graces from God in our life. One of the times that we'll need God's grace the most is when we're going through hard times, when we're going through a valley, and in those moments remember God's promise that His grace would be sufficient. It's not that His grace wouldn't take the pain away. It may not be God's will to take the hurt of a loss away, but His grace would be sufficient to get you through the pain and to get you through the trial. His strength is made perfect in weakness. You know why God says you're not alone? why God says, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Why God speaks his word back into this man of God's life is because his grace in those moments of weakness is being sufficient and his strength is coming through to take over where his strength isn't enough to get him through. Where in those trials where our strength isn't enough to get us through, that's where God's strength is the one that comes in and is made perfect, is displayed as strong and complete in our moments of weakness. His grace is sufficient. And then the preacher mentioned this verse just a few minutes ago as well, and uh, I'm thankful for it. You know, he mentioned you may not believe about what he said about uh, the singing and all of that, about how he can hear the music. And, you know, I, I, number one, I've never known this man to ever say anything to me that was false. So I believe him. He's a man of character. He's God's man. He's holy. I'd believe him if I didn't have scripture on it. Amen? I'd just say, well, if Dr. Caldwell says God's doing it, i believe it. Amen? Uh, But we do have scripture on it. Not only is God's grace being sufficient, but another way that God's grace is being sufficient is in the fact that I would say this many many years ago, and I'm sure if we gave him time He could probably take you back down memories lane to the day and the moment that it happened for the first time that he remembers But there was a day in his life where he learned what it was for the first time to be filled with the Spirit of God For God to fill him with his Spirit and for a child of God that has a promise of God's grace being sufficient. And even through those hard times and depressing times, still wants God. Doesn't, doesn't, want it to go, doesn't want to turn away from Him, but draws closer to Him and says, so God, I, I need you now more than I've ever been. You know what God will do? In making His grace sufficient, He'll fill you with His Spirit. And here's what the Bible says in Ephesians 5 about the filling of the Spirit, if I can read it. <clears throat> The Bible says this, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And then after that there's a punctuation mark which lets us know that God is about to tell us what happens when an individual is filled with the Spirit. Number one it says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, and I I hate to say that, I miss her tremendously, and I know this church does, probably no more than the family does of course, but for over 60 years in the ministry when that man sang a hymn, he had somebody playing that music. Even with those arthritic fingers, she somehow could have a twisted up finger and find a way to hit that key right on. Amen. may have never missed a note. Amen. And But every time he sang a hymn, there was that sweet, precious lady there to play that music for him. She's not playing the music anymore. But God's got an answer for that too. He said, man of God, you want to be filled with my spirit? You want more of me after this loss in your life? He said, I'll make sure you still hear the music. So you don't have to play it for you anymore. I'll play it in your mind and in your heart. If you want to sing it to me in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, I'll make sure that there's music to go with it in your mind and your heart, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Nobody in this building i will look at that man of God and say, oh, he, he must be out of his mind. He must be crazy. That can't happen. No, it's an evidence of being filled with the Spirit of God. And I don't have any problem with Him hearing music because there's times where all of us should sing that song and hear, hear the music and sing the lyrics like we've been in church all day. Amen. I don't have to be. I thank God for our church. I thank God for this building. I thank God for these grounds. But I don't have to be here to worship God. Amen. Some of the best church services I've ever had have been on my way somewhere behind the steering wheel of my car. Some of the best services I've ever had have been in my office there at the house with an open Bible and a bowed knee. Hey, some of the best church services I've ever had have been alone in my home and it's just me and God have been there in my heart and in my mind where it's just me and God and there's singing going on and there's scripture going on and God's Spirit is blessing me. Amen. You, you I'm the, you know the Bible talks about the presence of God wherever two or three are gathered in his name. And I'm telling you if God wants to come on the scene they don't have to be two or three Amen. God said, if there are two or three, I'm in the midst. And don't you forget that. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful when God's spirits come down in my office, come down in my car, come down in my house, amen. Come down in my heart. I'm telling you, I've needed it, amen. And just me and God having church all by ourselves, amen. I'm telling you, all you gotta have is God to have church. Amen. He'll put the song in and he'll put the scriptures in. Amen. I'm telling you what? What an, and I hope you heard what the man of God said tonight. I hope you heard it. I'm not talking about can you tell me what he said. I hope you heard his heart. His heart for us tonight is God's good in the valley. God's good when it's hardest. God will take care of you on your worst day, and in your worst year, and in your worst moments, when you feel like there's no other way to turn, when you feel like there's nothing good that can come out of it, none of us would ever want to think about losing a losing our spouse. None of us would ever want to think about losing a child. None of us would ever want to think about losing someone in our life. I'm telling you, those days are some of the hardest days we'll ever go through. And God sent His man here tonight, and I, I, he's, he's told me for several weeks that God had it on his heart, and uh, and I just I just wanted to mind the Lord for when it'd be the perfect time to to let to let Him give what God had put on His heart, and uh, He made sure to tell me, now preacher, don't 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 just let me do it because I'm telling you that that God's put something on my heart. Don't just let me do it because I'm, I'm telling you that I have something. He said, I want you to mind the Lord and put me up there whenever God wants me up there, and I feel like God did that tonight. But God sent us the man of God here tonight and saying, don't check out on God just because there's things that happen in your life. The Bible promises if we'll draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us. And I'm telling you, God sent a man of God here tonight that testified that when the verses say what they say, that God does what He said in His Word all of these years he served the Lord, and just now at the age of almost 88 years old, just now after losing a spouse of 66 years, just now God is letting him see, not not that he didn't understand, but a full, a, a complete fulfillment of His Word in his life. You see in those twilight years, And and, and he'd be the first to admit at 87 years old unless God lets him live, and I'd be all right with it, God lets him live like Noah or some of those men in the Bible. Chances are a lot of his ministry days and a lot of his service days for the Lord are in the days gone by. But at the twilight years of your life, here's what God is letting him know, I'm still here. You're not pastoring anymore, but I'm still here you're not preaching as much as you used to but I'm still here your body's not as able as it used to be but I'm still here all of these things that he, I'm, I'm still here the same God you served all those years out in Caldwell I hadn't forgot about you your bride's gone but I'm still here God's letting his faithful servant know I'll be with you always even unto the end of the world. Some of us need to to hear that tonight. Whatever you're going through, whenever you feel like quitting God, don't. Whenever you'd be tempted to say, God, uh, you might have done me wrong in this way and I just don't understand, don't think that. His grace is sufficient. He cares. He sees what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. And even though Charles Spurgeon said this, even though you may not be able to trace His hand, trust His heart. God cares for you. You may not understand why God has you going through what you're going through, but there is a reason and there is a plan. And God sent His man here tonight to let us know that even when the times are not sweet, the Savior still is. Draw near to him. Don't when you're going through a valley. Don't forget about your Bible. Don't lay it down. Don't forget about your prayer closet. Do you know where all of those all that God's speaking? The, I, I've preached it to you, and you can hear it, and you know it. But we had a man of God tell us tonight that he's living it. Yes, sir. You know how he got to hear in his heart God speaking those verses back to him? Number one is because he had a relationship with the Bible where those verses are in his heart, and he'd understand that God's speaking His Word to him and speaking His promises back to him. But you know where it happened? In a prayer closet, in a place of prayer. A man of God, almost 88 years of age, said, I still try to make a point to pray as long as I can every single day. Do you think an hour of prayer is easy on his body? No. But he still does it, and that's why God, in the most difficult year he's ever had, is letting him hear those promises come back into his life, and is literally not just putting it in his ear, putting it in his mind, but literally is undergirding him and strengthening him and giving him ministry in his soul from the Word of God. These are not just black words on white paper, friend. This is the Word of God, and there is life in them, and if you will let it, it will give life to you when you need it the most. That's what he told us tonight. Don't walk away from your Bible, you'll need it in your darkest hour. Don't walk away from your prayer closet, you'll need God to be speaking into you. Yes, you speak to Him, you pour out your heart to Him. And if you noticed in His testimony, God never fussed at Him for saying, I feel like I'm alone. That's okay. We have a book of Psalms to where man poured out their heart of emotion before the Lord. God given us prayer for us to bear our heart before the Lord and just give it all over to Him. He created those emotions in us. He knows that we have Him. He knows the the emotions we went through. The Bible says that He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. The Bible tells us He's been through everything that we've been through, and He did it better than we could ever do it. God knows what you're going through. He knows what it is to be a human being with emotions. He knows what it is to shed tears. He knows what it is to have a heart that's broken. He knows what it is to go through times. He himself, sovereign God, always knew what God's playing with, but he knows what it was to stand with someone who didn't, to stand next to someone who didn't, just be with someone who's going through a loss, and he wept along with them. He is touched, the Bible says, with the feelings of our infirmities. God knows what it's like, Christ knows what it's like to be a human being and to go through all of the things that humanity touches in our life. God didn't fuss at him for saying, when she's gone I feel alone. Of course God knew that he would. He'd been with her for 66 years, all day, every day, and anytime time he stepped out a line that she could look at him and say, Alton, I can still hear her say it.
1: Yeah.
0: Never separated. God knows that there will be a feeling of loneliness. This family, you know what that's like. Others of you here, you've gone through your own things. But God knows. He didn't fuss at him. He just reminded him, I'll not leave thee, nor forsake thee. Child of God, don't quit. When it's easy to, don't stop. When you feel like your heart's going to burst out of your chest, just bring it to the Lord and let him speak his word into your life. Let him minister to you in that prayer place. Let him minister to you in song. Ask him to fill you with his spirit. Ask him to be in control of your life because in the hard times, if he's not in control, we'll ruin everything. That God has given us will ruin everything that God wants to do in us. In the hard times, we don't need to jump out of the will of God. We need to hunker down and say, God, I want to be in your will more now than ever. I need it more now than ever. There's safety in the will of God, and there's safety when God's in control, being filled with His Spirit. I hope you, I'm telling you, I hope you heard what I heard tonight. God's man, let us know, I'm walking through this, and God's still sweet. And God is still faithful.
2: All of grace.
0: you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.